This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening and a warm welcome to City Talks 105.9's Rugby League Hour in touch with me, Nick Smith, standing in for Lauren Moss, who's off on her jollies. We'll take a look back at last weekend's Super League games and also the games ahead this weekend, including tonight's clash between Widnes and Salford. Vikings coach Dennis Betts expects the Red Devils to come back fighting after that heavy loss against St Helens a week ago. The lads have got something we talk about all the time, it's, a, it's an ability to, to bounce back to be resilient and to to stick on task. While Saints coach Nathan Brown looks back on that 30-80 win in Salford. The nil we're obviously very happy with and the result at the end of the day was a, a good one to get. Whilst we're happy we're certainly not going to get carried away because we know we need to improve to get to get to the top sides in the competition. Warrington got off the mark last week after a close home win against Hull FC and Wolves coach Tony Smith says there's no worries for them. We're on the right track. Um, it was good to um, you know, have a gutsy sort of grindy um, sort of game to you know, character building sort of game in it and it certainly was that for us. And Wigan's first game back after their trip to Australia ended in a home victory over Wakefield with Sean Wayne saying it wasn't pretty but it's important to get two points in the back. I never thought it was going to be a sparkling performance and it wasn't, you know, it was a job well done, two points, we scored some great tries. Also tonight we'll be speaking to In Touch's resident pundit Steve Manning about all things rugby league including the news that the Man of Steel award is to be renamed after the inspirational former St Helens player Steve Prescott. But before that, here's a roundup of what went on last weekend. St Helens continued their great start to the season with a 38-0 hammering of Salford at Salford Stadium. Brian Noble's side were never really in the game and Saints showed again why they're tipped by many to be champions come October. Meanwhile, the surprise package of the season so far, Castleford also have a maximum six points after beating Hull KR 30-10 at Craven Park. The big result of the weekend was for Widnes, who beat last season's league leaders Huddersfield 22-20 at the Halton Stadium on Friday night. Warrington got their first points of the season with a close 18-16 win over Hull FC at the Halliwell Jones. Leeds are also on maximum points after a big late-night victory in France where they beat Catalan Dragons 40-12. Wigan's first game back after their World Club Challenge trip to Australia saw them beat Wakefield 46-24 at the DW with two tries from the ever-dependable captain Sean O'Loughlin. A trouble Bradford again showed that their off-the-pitch problems aren't affecting them on the pitch as they beat London Broncos 25-12 at Oddsall. So plenty to talk about before 7 o'clock. We'll be chatting to Steve Manning soon, but first let's start with Widness. They're in action tonight at the Halton, where they face a much-changed Salford side. But last Friday, the Vikings scored a memorable 22-20 victory over last season's league leaders Huddersfield. Coach Dennis Betts says he's delighted, but they aren't getting carried away. It's a superb victory. It's, well, it's the second game in the, in the season. Um, our pre-season helped us out there. We, we've worked hard as a group. And, and when you see the number of players that were either unfit or not selected, um, that would have pushed really hard to be in that team, then it, it shows the depth we've got and the, the, the work we did in the pre-season that's really come to fruition to be able to go out there with that, that team and, um, and do a really good job on a very, very good 
Um, Huddersfield side, I know that Paul might think that they're undercooked at the moment. And it's a little bit, it's tough for them to come back from a World Cup. Two or three players that have been not as hard at work in the pre-season and had that tough World Cup period over there. Um, so it's it's a tough ask to then start the season again and be as motivated as you were last year. And I think I think they'll find it eventually. It's just and they'll be a good side, and it's good for us to get some a win like that. Especially. I, I waffle on a little bit, but on the back of last year when we picked up some high-profile wins um, and nobody expected us to, I think it's the same. Here. We started this year with a very, very similar mindset. It's like nobody expected us to win. They didn't expect it to be a big blowout like it was last year a couple of times, but this year everybody expected us to come here and get a win. I think what you have done with that game twice, you show the resilience to come back from behind and get that victory, at, well, there's a closing second, so to speak. Well, I think that's in the character of the lads. The lads have got, like you say, I think something we talk about all the time. It's, a, it's an ability to to bounce back, to be resilient, and to to stick on task. We're not trying to make things up as we go along. We're working on what we feel are the processes that are going to get us good field position, going to get us opportunities, and then the skill that's in the team will find a way of creating those opportunities for us. So. When you go behind, it's really easy to slip into some kind of random, let's just do something different and break this game up. But if you've got a faith in how hard you've worked, you've got faith in the people around you, know that some of the processes that are in place will get us good results. Was the winning try a try? From where I'm, I've watched the video, it looks like a try. But you've got to trust the fact that, yeah, the officials, there's three officials around the ball. Their, their view was that it was a try. I think three three officials is a pretty good uh, pretty good judge to being, being on the right side of being a try. So and you, you get some of those decisions, you get a couple of things that go your way. I think the fortunate try that um, Huddersfield scored in the first half with a kick and and Reese just catches those all day and it bounces off his shoulder because because of how the ball comes off Danny Bruss' foot so there's a little bit of fortune for them there maybe a little bit of fortune for us in the last try it just seems on the back of it we can end up with a two point victory The thoughts of Widnes Vikings head coach Dennis Betts there so on to St Helens as they continue to show us what all the fuss is about surrounding them this season with a big win at Salford Saints were 12-0 up at half time at the Salford Stadium before going on to dominate the game and win 38-0 but coach Nathan Brown says the Red Devils were better than the score suggests We thought Salford challenged us a fair bit physically they got some you know, big men that are good with the ball and you know, their completion rate was sensational and uh, you know, to keep the nil we were obviously very happy with and the result at the end of the day was a, a good one to get um, also happy with Certainly not going to get carried away because we know we need to improve to get to get to the top sides in the competition. Certainly kept you composure because at the end of the day you go out for the warm up and then because of the uh, crowd coming in there was a delay. Did, did that affect any of the planning? Obviously, just case trying to keep make sure the players kept focused. Look, the thing there is, is, is Salford went through it as well, didn't they? And that's the key. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they had an advantage over us or we had an advantage over them. So you just got to deal with those things. And you know, fortunately, you know, we did get off to a good start in the game. And the defence on form, I mean, in this standard rugby league, to keep anybody to nil, point, it takes them to it, doesn't it? Yeah, look, I don't think, you know, if Southford had put those type of players in the field, I don't think they'll get kept to nil very often. No, there's some very, very dangerous players. So, you know, we're quite happy that our defence is improving and, and hopefully can, can continue to.
The thoughts there of St Helens head coach Nathan Brown. After defeats to St Helens and Leeds, Warrington fans will have been glad to see Wolves get their first points on the board on Sunday. All their points were scored in the first half, but they managed to hold on to an 18-16 win against Hull FC. Coach Tony Smith says it wasn't an easy afternoon. Yeah, tough old game, tough conditions. Uh, we had to tough it out. Uh, took a bit of a grind and um, you know, both both teams tried very, very hard. They're a, they're a tough team to beat. They've got some talented players and you know, good hard pack and uh, some talented outside back. So it took a bit for us to... Um, to get in control and you know I thought we did get in control of the match and mainly down to our our kicking game I thought there was big improvement in our kicking game as compared to our first two weeks so yeah there was some some uh, areas of defense that much improved but we still got some improving to do um, as well so we're on the right track um, it was it was good to um, you know have a gutsy sort of grindy um, sort of game to you know, character building sort of game and it and it certainly was that for us. I suppose that shows the re- resilience and you mentioned the sort of win and it, I suppose you could also term it as an ugly win and you'll take those ugly wins at this stage of the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you want to be good and you don't want it too much to be ugly and you want it to all be pretty but, uh, you know, conditions contribute to that a bit. Some different combinations but your opponents do too. It was it was a difficult, a difficult day for everybody so... Uh, I didn't think either team handled it too badly, the conditions considering, and uh, uh, it was a fair old game. It was a good arm wrestle, and uh, we got ahead, and and we were able to keep ahead. Um, but you know, Hull, we never never stopped trying, and that's that's sport. That's that's how it should be, and you know, where somebody never gives in, and the other team is is resilient enough to keep them out, and um, you know, that's how we found it by the end of the game. So yeah, it was. It was a good old game, um, you know, different. It wasn't a classic. It wasn't the ball from side to side and up the, the length um, end to end. But there was some good, exciting um, rugby league in amongst it as well. Did you come out of the game with any injuries in after we're, that? Eight, apart from the normal custom bumps and bruises. No, we're pretty good. Um, we didn't pick up any additional injuries, so that's a good thing. Um, of course, we lost Benny Harrison. Two days before the game, he was due to play for us and pulled his hamstring last week. And I think it's a lengthy wait for him or a lengthy layoff. In I think he's about six weeks off um, after having the whole pre-season, you know, recuperating from a hip injury. So yeah, a bit of bad luck for Ben, and you know we feel for him at the moment. But um, we haven't picked up any additional injuries. Uh, we should have. Uh, Glenn Riley and Matt Russell both available for selection for this week. So, yeah, we've got a few things to consider. The thoughts of Warrington coach Tony Smith speaking there. And finally, before the break, let's hear from Wigan coach Sean Wayne. After their World Club Challenge defeat in Australia, they got back to winning ways in the league with a win against Wakefield. But Wayne says it wasn't pretty. I never thought it was going to be a sparkling performance. And it wasn't, you know, it was a job well done. Two points, we scored some great tries. Uh, real positives were John Bateman's and Joe Burgess' performance. Uh, some of the things they did, I thought, was outstanding. Lockers played well when he was on. So you know, it, it, job well done. You know, some some of the, you know the the review I'm going to do today is a very positive one. I mean, the, the first half, the game was nearly up, but they, they, after you scored that early try, they came back. But then some of the quality of the tries and teamwork and passing was uh, what you'd want, and I suppose what you'd expect. Yeah. What I would expect is, is the current term. I thought I thought we scored some outstanding tries, and you know they scored a few points, but one from an intercept, one from a ball steal. So, 
you know, whilst I don't want them tries to happen, you know, sometimes your luck was against you, and, and that's how they scored them tries. So, you know, I think the score we, we, we were more dominant than what the score represented, and um, you know, and that's why I'm so happy. You know, the, the, the changes were made, the changes were made with personnel on the day, the flight and the tough game the week before, and everything combined, we was under the pump. It was just one of them where we had to get three points, and we did that. I mean, the game in Australia was a, a learning curve, so the logistics now are a further learning curve when you go there again. Yeah, well, that's our standards. You know, we, we need to um, be mentally strong enough to whether we go to Wakefield, Wakefield at home, go to Castleford. We have certain standards we need to uh, get up to, and, um, and and if we do that, then them games should become quite easy for us. And But it, it, that's that's a challenge, that's a mental challenge for us as staff and for the players as well. And we didn't do that against Wakefield. We did in patches, but it's not consistent consistent enough. And you mentioned those standards, you said obviously the weekend uh, Josh was uh, dropped, so what's the reaction been from Josh in training as a response, has he spat his dummy out or does he know what he's going to do and he's going to do it? No, he, he wouldn't spit his dummy out because he won't, won't be at this club, um, he, he's, he's buckled down, trained really hard, trained well over the weekend and he's coming very motivated and um, and he'll play this weekend because Don Manfred didn't do enough to warrant me picking him again, um, you know. So it's a very, very strict um, rule here. You need to perform in, to the high standards in training and in games. And and Josh is going to get a chance to impress me this weekend. Well, coming up after the break, we've got more from our local coaches, and we'll be chatting to our resident rugby league expert, Steve Manning. Don't go away. In touch, City Talk Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to tonight's In Touch on City Talk 105.9 with me, Nick Smith, in for Lauren Moss. Coming up, we've got more from the coaches of Widnes, Saints, Warrington, and Wigan ahead of this weekend's Super League Games. And I'm delighted to say I am joined on the phone by Steve Manning, our regular rugby league correspondent. How are you this week, Steve? Very well, thanks, Nick. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, just looking forward now to uh, a cracking weekend of uh, rugby league. Yes, I'm filling in for Lauren this week, so you'll have to have to bear with me. I'm not. Uh, I was going to say not as clued up as she is, but we'll do our best. Well, we'll get through it, I'm sure. <laughs> right, anyway, we'll start off with Widness, of course, who've got a uh, 100% record to retain. They're playing Salford tonight. Yeah, that should be a fantastic game. Uh, I can all be hands up to our listeners. They will be more than well aware that uh, we both voted or decided that the Othersfield Giants would win this one. And I'll be quite honest, uh, you know, if when I do this, I try and use a bit of common sense in the head and the heart. Sometimes it might be hard with a particular team. But on this one, uh, the, the, the head said Othersfield Giants, but uh, fair play to uh, Whitney's Vikings. Uh, what a superb win. And not only did they win, they showed that they've got the character to come back, not just once, but twice. And a controversial try at the end. Uh, some coaches want uh, video technology at every game. Whether that try would have been given, if there was a video technology there or not, we don't know. But uh, the referee and his uh, touch judges pointed downwards. So it's a fantastic win for the Vikings. I mean, they've had a great record so far this season, but just how significant was that win against Huddersfield? Because, you know, they really were the form team last season. They were. And all through the, uh, you know, the pre-season, going to the press conferences, they have never mentioned the, the word themselves, the dreaded R. It's only the likes of myself and other people who have done it. And I don't, and I don't even talk about that uh, when I'm speaking to the coaches and players from Windy's Vikings. You could say that, no disrespect to the London Broncos, they were expected to win that one and they won it really, really well. 
they weren't expected to win this particular game. So perhaps they've set themselves a bit of a bar. But having said that, uh, Kevin Brown, one of the uh, talismanic players for them, who was out of well in that opening game, he didn't play in it. So fair credit to, to the squad that Dennis Betts is slowly and gradually building. It's not about a one player. It's all about a team effort and a team ethic. And I think that's what they showed. And uh, it was absolutely superb, wasn't it? Two from two. Um, they'll be gutted that they didn't play Wigan in the uh, round two, but uh, Wigan were doing other things. Now, what are their chances against Salford? Because they'll be a team with a big point to prove. Mr. Kukash has been spending a lot of money over the uh, over the break and they're going to look to react from that thrashing by St. Helens last week. You can't call it anything else. Well, from Mr. Kukash's point of view and Brian Noble's point of view, that's what they'll expect them, the bounce-back ability, isn't it? Against uh, St. Helens, fair play to St. Helens. They were, they were awesome and uh, to uh, nil a team these days uh, takes a tremendous amount of effort but uh, yeah they go there and everybody will be pointing fingers and this is where the pressure I think begins to start in round four they're opening two games they were expected to win those and they did Uh, they had to come to the uh, plate last week and uh, they didn't and now they they go to um, Woodney's Vikings having to uh, up the game from a Whitney Vikings point of view, they'll be thinking, well, we've played Salford before, we've beaten Salford before, we've, and they beat them by a record points last year. We've beaten the team that uh, took the leader's shield next uh, last season, so why can't we make it three out of three at, um, the, uh, on their own, own pitch? And I'll be quite honest, I'll stick my neck out. Um, I'll, I'll let the head and heart rule this time, and I will say that Whitney Vikings will win that. Just to play devil's advocate, I think I'll uh, I might tip Salford and, and see them uh, <laughs> see them get see them get a big one. But we'll have to see we'll have to see how it turns out. Um, you mentioned St Helens there, obviously in in your last answer, big win against Salford for them, and they're looking very dominant already this season. I mean, how how do you think the signings have come into that? Because Luke Walsh looks just looks awesome since joining from the NRL. Well, I spoke to somebody who watched uh, the NRL last season on a, one of the uh, sports channels. And he said to me, what a good player is, what a good player he'll be at Saints. And uh, the proof has been in the pudding so far. And uh, I can put my hand, I'm sure I said it uh, in our opening show, Nick, that, uh, I mean, I think everybody at the station and our listeners know my allegiances and they know Lauren's allegiances. And uh, But I did say that I think that Saints will win the grand final which being the team I support, uh, you know, it's it's like sacrilege to say it, (laughs) but I think they will beat the team that I support in the final. And uh, it's just the way the signings, the the signings they've signed, they they knew what they needed. Uh, They got those players. They had a nightmare with injuries last season. Uh, So those players got their experience. And one of my favourite players, and I'm not his agent, and I've championed him and always championed, Gary Wheeler. Uh, He had a great start to the season, picked up a cork injury for week two, so missed out on that winner to the Salford Red Devils. But uh, from talking to the uh, coach, without him saying that he was in, I've got a funny feeling that uh, if he's fit, Gary Wheeler will start. And that on top of the performance that Lance O'Hire put out because I thought he, like the rest of the team, was superb. And didn't the youngsters do well? Oh, yes. Yeah. And um, Hull KR tomorrow night at Langtree Park, um, a side that I think have yet to uh, pick up points. They're yet to win, certainly, in, in Super League so far this season. So um, definitely a team with a point to prove. But um, do you see this only really going one way? 
Well, I know. I, I think that... <laughs> I th- I, again, I put my head on, on, on the line. I think that St. Helens will win it, but, but the thing is that um, in between the two home defeats, Orkinston Rovers went to Huddersfield Giants in uh, round two, and they looked dead and buried with about ten, five to ten minutes left. But they came back to uh, snatch a point there, which really infuriated uh, the uh, coach of uh, the Giants, Paul Anderson, which made it even worse for him last week with that defeat at... Uh, at Witness Vikings. So they are capable of uh, bouncing back and they're capable of putting in a gritty performance. And I think from a Saints point of view, they just can't rest on the laurels when they're about, you know, hopefully six or ten points. So they've got to keep going and focus on what's there because uh, this is the first of um, back-to-back home games over the next couple of weeks. But you would fancy with the way that Saints are playing that uh, they would pick up the points. And there is the possibility, I know that he's in the uh, squad as such, he's in the 19, of the first appearance of Mossy, Mossy Massau. Now, I've interviewed him, and he is, as they say, in rugby league terms, a big unit and tall. And it's not often I'm craning my net looking up at somebody, put, you know, putting the mic towards them, you know, towards their mouth for, for them to speak. He's a character. He showed what he can do in the World Cup. And uh, if you think... That's going to be an addition to the pack that they've got at the moment. It should be um, a wonderful Friday if he turns out. Um, a few thoughts as well for that game as well will be for Sean Gleeson. Of course, um, you know, had um, rather a tragic experience in, in Wigan. And, um, you know, I guess everyone will just be hoping he makes a speedy recovery and can recover the best he can. Yeah, it's. I can only go on what I've, uh, you know, read in the paper within the media, what's happened, and, uh, it, it, well, it's shocking, isn't it? You know, you go out chilling out, relaxing after the the weekend, after your games have been played, you're in your own town, and, and something like that happens. I mean, we don't know the full circumstances, but if you work on the theory, he's been in somewhere and come out and something's happened, and he's, he's in a situation where he could have an injury that could, you know, finish off his career, it, it, it'd be tragic, uh, especially when he had problems with injury last season and he's just come back into the side. Um, Moving on to Warrington now as well. Um, Finally got off the mark last weekend after quite a frustrating start for them uh, with a close win against Hull FC. They'll be at London Broncos. Uh, Just looking back to the Hull FC win as well, how how big a boost would that have been for the Wolves? Well, I think they needed a win. When you look at their opening uh, fixes of the season, they couldn't have had it much tougher really, could they? You know, Saints... Uh, welcoming Saints and then going to uh, Leeds Rhinos. So they played Hull, and I know it's early in the uh, stages of the competition, but but the bottom line is that, uh, you know, once you've got a win, that confidence, confidence comes back a little bit. I mean, Hull FC didn't make it easy. They they played tremendously well in the second half, um, but, um, you know, couldn't couldn't get those extra couple of points that would have given at least a draw. And I think what they did in that particular game, when they played Saints two weeks ago, Hull FC, for me, in the first opening 40 minutes, were absolutely superb. And uh, the, the half-time scoreline when Saints were trailing flattered Saints. But in the second half, Saints showed the class. In that game uh, last weekend, Warrington got off to a great start, played some good stuff with the kicking game. But, but then the problem was that in the second half, Hull showed the resilience of the second half. So from Warrington's point of view, it was a very, very good win. A gritty win, not a stylish win that uh, the fans are used to. But at this time of the season, um, it's a case, I think, 
getting the points on the board. Everybody knows it's going to get warmer. Everybody knows that the ball will be easy to pass and handle when it comes warmer and that Warrington are that sort of side. So you get the, these are the games that you need to win to get your season on, on, on the run. I mean, you'd imagine the Broncos game will be fairly straightforward for them. But just touching on the Broncos, it's all, I mean, where, where do you think they're actually going to start picking up points this season? Because... Uh, you know, obviously, you mentioned the R word beforehand. We were talking about witness, and you know, for, for them, I guess it's just a bit desperate. The problem is, Nick, isn't it? That everything that's gone on there, even before the season started, the lateness of them declaring that they'd be in the competition, all their um, marquee players, um, which has uh, been uh, spoken about over, over the last couple of weeks, all those players have gone onto uh, other sides that are main players, including uh, two that are um, playing at Wigan, obviously Tony Club and Don Sargison. Sorry, Dan Sargison. So they, they were struggling from the outset. I know that they're bringing players in and there are clubs helping them out with uh, season-long loans and uh, these month-long loans, but you've, you've still got to get them gelling and that that that's the biggest problem they've got and... The, the shellacking they got in the opening game of the season wouldn't have done the confidence all that, that well. Saints went there and uh, did the business. And I beg your pardon, no, Salford went, didn't they? They did the business. And uh, they had a close run thing at Bradford Bulls, who looked to me to be the other side that are possibly going to be the side that get relegated. So that was a that was a six-pointer at the weekend. But uh, no disrespect to, to London. Uh, Bradford Bulls won it. And even though you know we focus on this side of the hills, the worrying thing about that particular game, there was just over five thousand there at the Bradford Bulls, which is worrying. When really, from their point of view, with what's going on, they want as many fans there as they can, and everybody banding together. But it just makes you wonder if uh, some of the fans have decided to vote on the feet after what's gone on there over this last two, three years. Now this game will also coincide with Tony Smith being at uh, Warrington for five years and it's been an eventful time for him but just how much has he kind of established Warrington and the Wolves as um, as almost sort of the third team to beat in Super League and putting them up with Wigan and St Helens? I think he's done a, a remarkable job and when you think about where the club that he's been to from, from when, it, when, it, when he started his coaching career initially at uh, Huddersfield Giants um, he's had success and built teams he built the team at Leeds Rhinos there with the uh, big big time Charlie Neely boys sort of thing uh, but uh, you know lacked inconsistency and couldn't win the big ones well they certainly did the business under him uh, he then went to England uh, England for the World Cup alright that didn't go quite right for him sort of thing but he went to uh, Warrington Wolves and they were in dire straits then because for uh, some of our listeners who wouldn't be aware of the Jamie Laws was the head coach. Uh, Tony Smith came in. He was still doing work with England at that time. Uh, and they were, they, were getting, they were the easy beats, want a better expression. But he's got them now to a situation, like you say. He's, he's worked with the players. He's brought players in. Uh, they've uh, been to three Challenge Cup finals, two Grand Finals. From Tony's point of view, he's still not yet won the big one with the Warrington Wolves. And is this season going to be a season of transition? But what he has done, like you say, it's made them into, you know, the, the, the big three on this side of the hills. Witness will be trying to get up and make it the big four. But they are always challenging for trophies. It does help that you've got uh, a chairman of uh, Sam, uh, Simon Moran who 
can splash the cash when he needs to. He keeps, whereas, no respect to the doctor, the doctor likes the publicity. Uh, Simon Moran, as it were, keeps himself in the background, so to speak. Uh, he doesn't come out with all these uh, statements that are us, us in media like. Uh, but he'll always be there at the press conference. He doesn't say anything, uh, or he goes to a hell of a lot of press conferences at the Wolves. He'll just sit at the back and listen. And But, uh, you know, he's, he's always there if Tony Smith, I suppose, needs to needs a player as long as it's within the constraints of the salary cap. They've done a fantastic job, and uh, I know we've said he's been there five years. That's passed quickly. If you think about it, Nick, a couple of weeks ago, they were celebrating 10 years at the Halliwell Jones, and that's passed mm. even quicker, and what a classic stadium that is. Um, just moving to your team as well, Wigan, the Pie Boys. Um, Thanks, Nick. <laughs> I thought you said you knew nothing about rugby league. Well, well, yeah, I know, I know one or two things. Um, obviously, beating Wakefield in their first game back after that uh, trip to Australia. Scrappy when they've got Castleford on Sunday with the Tigers doing pretty well so far. Have they still got a bit of a hangover from that uh, that trip down under? I don't think they have. I think if there was going to be a hangover, the hangover would have been in that uh, game against uh, Wakefield Trinity Wildcats. Uh, I mean, Sean Wayne said that it wasn't as good a performance as he expected, but given all the logistics and travelling to and travelling back and having to uh, sort out out the side, um, I think it was a great win, really. The, The job was done in the opening 40 when they were 30 points to 12 up. But uh, they played really, really well. Um, and let's also remember, and fair play to uh, Sean Wayne, and this is what I like about him, he's dead honest as coach as, as a coach or coaches can be when you're interviewing him. Uh, when he was asked about Josh Charley um, after the game, uh, he, he said that he was dropped uh, because of his form. And you can't. You know, you you can't you can't get much better than that. I mean, at the end of the and I mean that in the nicest possible way. You know, um, instead of saying, "Oh, well, he was injured or he wasn't quite right, he was recovering from Australia," he just said it how it was. Uh, and obviously, with Josh Josh Charlie being a uh, England international, and uh, I think he was a top try scorer in Super League last year, it just shows that it's not what your name is; it's the number on the shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, fair play to Sean Wayne. Uh, they got the result. Joe Burgess scored another sensational try. I saw him last year playing at 19s, and what a tremendous prospect. And then his wing partner at the weekend, Don, Don Manfredi, he scored a try. Sean said he could have scored that one, but uh, you've got to catch it and get over the whitewash, haven't you? But again, another exciting prospect who I saw last year in the 19s. So a good win. <coughs> a, great, a good win. And what it does now with the way that the season started, it makes the game at Castleford Tigers. Uh, really, the uh, the game of the round, in my humble opinion. Um, although I suppose if you're a, a, you've got the Yorkshire slant on the, the game of the weekend is uh, Leeds Rhinos at the Huddersfield Giants, but we, we'll focus on uh, the Wigan one, I think. And um, just very quickly, what are your predictions on that one? Ooh, um, I think we're going to win, but I think it'll be the win by ten points. I think we can, but I think it'll be a cracking game, and I, I think. This, they must have a chance of having a full house at uh, the jungle at uh, Castleford on Sunday. Uh, just quickly before you go, Steve, as well. Great news on the Man of Steel Award as well, being named after Steve Prescott. Such an inspiration, and it's nice to see another gesture to see his legacy continue in the sport. I think it's a, a magnificent gesture. As a player, he gave everything when he retired and then found out about uh, his illness, which uh, tragically saw him uh, pass last year he put all these efforts into 
trying to raise awareness of his uh, of his illness and also to raise awareness for charity to to help people you know were you know similar circumstances are worse than him and some of the things he did i mean you could call it mission impossible some of the things that he did do and some of the things that he wanted to do you think no he can't do that can't do that but every time he he, he came up he came up to the plate and he did them uh such a tragedy uh you know passing away so, so young in life but uh there was a groundswell before he passed away that uh, the man of steel should be, be named after him as such and uh, I, I think it's a it's a fitting honour. Uh, and the thing now is that rather than the RFL, now that they've announced it early, rather than the pressure of saying, oh, like, you know, do this, do this, do that, they've had, the, they've had the meeting early doors. All the Super League clubs have voted for it unanimously. And everybody knows where they are. Um, you know, good forward planning by our uh, governing body. So fair play to them. And now every I know everybody always wants to win it anyway, and it's picked by the players. Uh, partially with a wage for the voting system with a with a panel we, we've an idea where the panel comes from now we don't know who they are but uh, it now makes it really exciting and what an honour it'll be to be the first uh, Steve Prescott Man of Steel later on this year Steve thanks ever so much for joining me and uh, enjoy your weekend of Super League action thanks a lot right. uh, hope everyone else, uh, enjoys their weekend and get to a game <laughs> cheers Steve thanks a lot thank you well, don't go away because we have more from your Super League coaches coming up in part three. In touch, in touch on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to tonight's In Touch with me, Nick Smith, sitting in for Lauren Moss, City Talk's own Rugby League Roundup. So now let's look ahead to this weekend, starting with tonight's game at Widnes. After a last week's close home win against last season's league leaders Huddersfield, they face Salford later at the Holton Stadium and Vikings coach Dennis Betts says they need to start making their home grounds into a fortress. Again, it's the cliche stuff. Our home ground has to be somewhere where people don't want to come and it's always difficult. So, yeah, we want to make that a place where we're comfortable here, our performances are good, our home fans get behind us really well. So, yeah, in that respect, we we want to play well here, no matter who we're playing against. And I think that's that's the key. I know there's been a lot of hype around Salford this year, and it's it's good for the game that people are talking like that. And But we've got to look after ourselves. It's not... We don't want to. No big brass bold statements. We're just going to. We're just going to keep working hard, and we're just going to keep doing what we do. And like I said, this is a tough season. It's, it's a tough season in the sense that there's some massive, massive deal of expectation on a lot of teams. This promotion relegation is going to cause a lot of anxiety in other teams. So if you can get a good start, and it's just get like you get yourself your nose ahead, then the confidence can hopefully build on the back of that. I know you mentioned in the press conference of Gareth Ox likely not to be playing and you're disappointed that he doesn't get the opportunity but having said that with his ability if he did play he could perhaps destroy the side oh yeah well they're the test that you want to put to, to our lads I know Danny Tickle would relish the fact of playing against a quality player like Gareth Hock they're the challenges when you don't want it easy every week you keep building momentum by challenging yourself every single week and every single training session every single um, game and I want the best players to come here and help for our fans for, for, our, for our club and for our players to be able to keep working hard and keep their focus high 
The thoughts there of witness coach Dennis Betts. Kickoff tonight at the Halton Stadium is at 8 o'clock. So on now to Saints, who are sitting at the top of Super League, thanks to three comfortable wins and are showing why many have tipped them to be champions this season. They face Hull KR at home tomorrow night. Second row, Willie Manu looks ahead to that and reflects on that big win at Salford last week. It was a really tough game, you know. A lot of people saying that it, you know, wasn't wasn't too tough, but um, I think we will put it down to our, our defense. I think kept us in the game early in the um, in the first and second half. So um, it was it was a tough game, but um, you know we're happy to get away with that result. A result like that. I mean, the defense were mean to keep any side nil at this standard. Rugby league is is up there, but then uh, some clinical tries as well, and the defense did have to work. I mean, it doesn't. Re- no disrespect, it doesn't reflect the effort perhaps that Salford did put into that game, does it? No, no, I, I think they, they played real good and the score didn't reflect the game. And um, You know, we, we like, you know, I think we on our line, when it was 12-0, like, you know, they were taking our line and, you know, we got a lucky bounce and we ended up the other end. So, um, you know, it was, it was a real tough physical game up front as well. So, um, yeah, enjoy, enjoy the kind of games. It was good. St Helens Willie Manu speaking there. St Helens face Hull KR at Langtree Park tomorrow night. Kickoff is at eight o'clock. On to Warrington, and after getting off the mark last weekend with that close win over Hull FC, Wolves are hoping for a straightforward two points at London on Sunday. Here's Tony Smith on their plans for their visit to the Broncos' new home in Barnet. We're going down on Saturday. We'll stay overnight <coughs> in preparation. It's a new venue, a new ground, a new team in terms of personnel. There's a lot of changes and. Of personality, so they're a bit of an unknown quantity. Um, the the playing uh, facility it's smaller than what we most teams are used to, so we're going to have to make some adjustments there. And yeah, so it's 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 going to be a challenge for um, some other reasons other than you know some of the teams that we've played recently and um, uh, they're building combinations and um, uh, they they're coming together. They've had they haven't had much time to fit together the London team, but. Um, you know, they, I'm sure they're going to progress in those combinations each and every week. So we've got to be very wary of what they put together and 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 ready to you know combat whatever they throw to us. I think from what you're saying, then obviously the field, the pitch is such. I mean, obviously, I think at the LOL Jones as wide as you can have it, sort of think the expansive game, and this is a little bit narrower, so you've got to cut your cloth accordingly. Absolutely, yeah. Um, LOL Jones is 68 metres wide and. Uh, what we're about to play on is 62, so you know it's considerably less. And it may not sound like a lot, but it means a lot to, when you're trying to you know pass balls and and get you know teams from side to side of the, and and beat them on the outside. But we might have to go about it in a bit different way this week. And uh, I think the length is uh, 89 metres from post to post, and when we normally have 100 metres. So you know you you're either on your own trial line very quickly or your opponent's trial line very quickly. It's um, yeah. So there's some issues there in 4020s that we'll have to take care of. And you know, but we need to go out there and improve on on what we built there uh, the other day and. And some of that was gutsy and uh, character building and we need to show that sort of commitment again. The thoughts there of Warrington coach Tony Smith. That game kicks off at Barnett's The Hive Ground at three o'clock on Sunday. And finally, there's a tough game for Wigan this weekend as they face Inform Castleford on Sunday afternoon. The Tigers have surprised everyone by gaining a maximum six points so far this season and are looking good under the leadership of Daryl Powell. Warriors coach Sean Wayne tells us they need to be at their best. 
They're a good team. It's a difficult place to go, and we need to play a lot better than what we did against Wakefield. It's as simple as that. And if we do that, you know, as you know, we can we can turn in a performance. What can get us a win? Like we've won there a few times in the past few years. So you know, I understand the challenge ahead, but um, we've got enough talent and enough uh, enthusiasm um, in our team to, to get us a win there. Because the teams they play, no disrespect, they were the teams, the lesser teams, and, and I could be. Sliding myself there, saying that about Catalan Dragons, but now they're going to test themselves, thinking, well, this is our first cup final going towards uh, the 27 rounds. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's an acid test for them, and and you know, it's, we've we've got quite a few changes in our team, Tony Club and Dan Surges and Eddie Pettibone. So we we've had changes in our personnel. So it's a, it's a real test for both, and he's got the makings of a of a fantastic game. It always is a good game at Castleford. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm I'm confident with what we do with the ball. You know, Blake Green and Matthew Smith fire, and our middles play tough, which you need to cast. Um, you know, we, we should give ourselves a good chance again, two points. So that's it for tonight's In Touch on City Talk 105.9 with me, Nick Smith. Lauren will be back next week with Steve Manning for more of your latest rugby league news and interviews. This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.